Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, ready to usher in Amazon HQ2. When we got into this process and we felt like we were a true competitor in the race and started, we, you know, a lot of other jurisdictions around the country started to make their bids public. And what we thought was, well, we make those types of that, that order of magnitude investments all the time, and this will also benefit Amazon. Our region has landed the great white whale, Amazon HQ2. But now that the victory lap has been run, we're starting to come to the realization that bringing Amazon here was only the beginning of the story. Our next guest, Alex Imes, the acting CEO of the Arlington County Economic Development Corporation, is overseeing the challenge of helping our region take advantage of Amazon's location here. He's also seen the practical limits that a single economic development deal, while arguably the most important in history, by many accounts, is far from the end of the story. Now that you and Arlington County are, are working on this uh, every day, what's been the biggest change that Amazon's brought so far to Arlington and to the community more broadly? Well, clearly our presence and profile in the media, locally, regionally, nationally, has, has never been this high. And putting Arlington on the map through a project like Amazon, uh, it'll really never be the same again in the way that we're viewed as a business community and a place to do business. It's also validated our approach to our planning processes and the infrastructure that we've developed uh, over the past decades, really, and the planning that we've put in place for the infrastructure that'll be built over the next 10 to 12 years. And now having kind of an end user to uh, build out these systems and actually help us augment through some of the investments that the state will be making in the area that Amazon will be located. So many people were excited, not excited, interested, disinterested about Amazon coming here, but don't really quite understand the inside baseball aspects of it, that it never would have happened without a lot of policymakers and private and public partners greasing the skids in a lot of ways. I mean, that's what you're getting at. Yeah, it, it really was a, a, the perfect storm or a confluence of events and factors that came together to make this possible. And some of them were actually negative as far as, the, as, far as they were considered at the time. Uh, the base realignment and closure of 2005 sequestration to follow that, the loss of 17,000 jobs of federal employees and contractors leaving the immediate Crystal City and Pentagon City area, and then another uh, several thousand federal employees across the county who left for various reasons as the federal government sort of reorganized its deck. And we, at the same time, were doing new land use planning and planning for inf infrastructure investments in the area to, uh, for whatever the future may hold. Um, and when it came time for the Amazon recruitment, we kind of had everything all teed up. We've all been very struck, if we watch this carefully, how different New York responded to Arlington and the, and the broader community. What do you think explains that difference? I think one of the things is that we were very proactive in getting our uh, messaging about the planning that had been done in Arlington already and the legacy of planning that's occurred in Arlington over the past 40 years. In other words, uh, we kind of know what we're doing in the area of planning for growth and development. We've clustered it around metro stations. We've planned for the appropriate capacities and the types and the ways that people will get to work, um, and you know, really held the compact between sort of the greener and more suburban areas of Arlington and the commercial areas of Arlington whole. Uh, and this is just the next generation of that type of development in Crystal City. We have an entirely new land use plan that looks out 40 years for the future growth of Crystal City, which was uh, thoroughly vetted with the community over a four-year process from 2006 to 2010. So 
we did a campaign to sort of refresh everyone's memory about how much planning had been done and how much investment we intended to make to make this possible. I was kidding around with you a little bit, but it is it is very much an, an inside the the engine room kind of job. You know, it is it is really done well. The economy grows. Done badly, the economy doesn't grow. So it's intensely creative to me, right? What prompted you to choose this as a career path vis-a-vis, mm-hmm. say, working at a company or starting a hot dog stand or, you know, get involved in NGO? What, what was it that drives you? Uh, th- that's a great question because I actually started my career in city planning. And when I came to Arlington, it was at the precipice of all of this activity, a lot of uncertainty. The base realignment and closure announcement had been made, but no formal plans had been put in place for what we were going to do about it. And so that was kind of the pitch to me as a city planner to come in to an economic development department and figure out how would the next generation of develop growth and development in Crystal City be feasible? What types of uh, what would be the appropriate use mix? How much tax uh, revenue would be generated from that growth and development? What types of transportation systems would you need to support that? What does a complete community look like in, like in Crystal City? And how could I turn that down? So I started I started off on that path did a number of the analysis that, analyses that kind of teed up uh, what this would look like, and we built out the illustrative plan, vetted it with the community, ultimately had it approved by the county board in 2010, and then we kind of got into this next paradigm, which, made, which my career uh, turned on as well, which was, well, we have all these plans for the future, um, but our present is rapidly increasing office vacancy rates in existing buildings, um, lack of the types of anchor tenants needed to justify new construction or especially new construction of a building that would be replacing an antiquated building. And we all of a sudden found ourselves bailing water very quickly and digging out of this hole that the vacancy rate um, had put us in. And so I started to meld together my knowledge and experience on the planning infrastructure side with the business investment and development side. And then those two things actually came back together in the end where we were recruiting on the basis of the planning and infrastructure investments that were made for Crystal City. So it really did come full circle for me. I couldn't be happier. Has anybody ever told you you're an entrepreneur? <laughs> no, they haven't. You evidence in all the know. characteristics of yeah. an entrepreneur. I yeah. mean, you're, you're, you're descri- I, you could be easily talking about uh, the passion you have around starting a new business. Have you yeah. thought about yourself that way? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, I, I have thought about I thought of my, myself as very versatile and adaptable um, to the changing conditions around me. I knew that one of the reasons that I've been with AED so long, 13 years, is that no two days are the same. And there may be just different seasons that we're working in. We may be in winter, we may be in spring, you know, or we may be just, you know, getting into summer, right? Like it's that, the variety of the job and then my ability to sort of adapt my skill set to the changing conditions um, has really, is really what has sustained me and kept me excited to come into work every day. And as you've done your job and worked through this, there's also been some significant equity and political challenges to deal with. You know, I've heard and read, and I'm sure you've heard this a lot. People have said, well, the economic incentives are given Amazon and Jeff Bezos. Well, he would have come anyway, or uh, uh, Arlington needs to do more to address housing and so forth. How does this dovetail into uh, your role leading economic development? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the, the character and evolution of incentives has been that every incentive needs to be better than the last. And in this case, we really were leading with those investments in community that we would make that would benefit everyone here who is here and uses our systems or benefits from the revenue that's generated every day in Arlington. The state did the same thing, leading with their investments in higher education and transportation and affordable housing. We uh, also made commitments to affordable housing with the city of Alexandria. So it really was a comprehensive 
package of incentives that was cognizant of the social equity logistical challenges with incorporating a major a new major user. That may, I think, be the, the fundamental difference between the Virginia bid and the New York bid. The New York bid was all about, here's a bunch of money to create jobs. The Virginia bid was, we'll give some money to create jobs, but we're also going to invest in infrastructure, metro, uh, and housing, as you say. How did that happen? Did somebody wake up one day and say, equity? Or is it is it ingrained in the planning process in Arlington? Or, I, th- I mean, to, to be really candid, when, the, when we got into this process and we felt like we were a true competitor in the race and started, we you know, a lot of other jurisdictions around the country started to make their bids public. And they were coming out with hundreds of millions of dollars or billions of dollars in bids or incentive-like uh, proposals. And what we thought was, well, we make those types of that, that order of magnitude investments all the time, and this will also benefit Amazon. And so actually that was the first thing that we thought of is let's lead and tell them the story of how much we are going to invest in transportation with them. Let's lead and tell them how much we, uh, you know, as a community, emphasize affordable housing and the investments that we would have teed up with their presence in this community. So it almost came more naturally to us where uh, you know we didn't have to disappear into a room and come up with some, you know, several hundred million dollar incentive package. We didn't do that at all. It was actually the the financial piece of our incentive was what we did. It was the very last thing that we did. What's next? Is it to try to get more anchor companies or to invest more in the startup ecosystem? What what is uh, what does the next couple of years look like for you guys? Yeah, it, recruitment for talent is now a global competition. And this region is now getting a leg up with the investments that will be made at Virginia Tech, at George Mason with their Digital Center for Innovation. Uh, with the programs that you're involved in at Marymount University, right across the way from us. And so the more that we can set ourselves up for success in talent attraction and production, I think the better off we'll be for all of our employers. The other thing is finding ways to continue to diversify our economy. We will continue to be out there and doing strategic uh, lead generation, getting in front of companies who might be interested in a new East Coast location or an expansion to the East Coast, and really being being able to be quite nimble and surgical about that. It's not that we, d- we didn't operate that way before, but we had to make a big splash over the past four or five years to put Arlington on the map and kind of get out in the middle of that river to get noticed. Now people know who we are, or at least they know the building blocks and the fundamentals of who we are. And we can get in front of those companies now with a little bit of a head start and tell them our story and why they need to be here. I really appreciate you coming in today and, and helping us understand what an important function is and what somebody like you is driven by every day. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Alex Imes from Arlington County Economic Development Corporation. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, and our web writer is B. Aldrich. Music provided by two local bands, the Sunbathers, and my own band, Two Car Living Room. A special shout-out to Marymount University School of Business and Technology. I'm the dean there now, and we are working hard to help our students master business and technology so it doesn't master them. Check us out at marymount.edu. And of course, thanks to Active Navigation, Salesforce Shaw, and the Greater Washington Board of Trade who provide the financial support to make this show possible. If you have a story idea, don't forget to tweet us at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for joining us.